What are you reading? The Joy of Bartending, Hemingway. So what, you're funny? Whoa, 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 whoa. Slow down. It's a nice cook the room. Enjoy. Nah, it's on me. And why would that be? A bribe. So you'll hang out and talk. If you leave, I'll listen to those NYU kids with the Amstel lights discuss Fiona Apple. I'm begging you. All right, guys, and welcome back to the Mirandas. Welcome to the Mirandas. We have episode eight, season two, The Man, The Myth, The Viagra, and we have a special guest on today, and we just like got right into it. Hi, Erica. Hi, Erica. Hi. Erica, you look so stressed out to be on this pod right now. That's not a lie. Yeah, I'm a little stressed, but it's so fun. I'm so happy to be here. So for loyal listeners of episode one, Erica was one of the people who gave us feedback right away, which, you know, I loved because it was honest. And I remember Gilly was like, don't be too brutal. But and Erica wasn't, but you gave good feedback in the beginning. So you were one of the first people who listened to the show before it was on Apple Podcasts. It was an extreme honor. Thank you. A true beginning fan. Well, the reason why um, we brought Erica on, well, one, obviously she's been like a a supporter of ours, also a critiquer and helping us out. But, But also, and I quote, she said, Steve is the perfect man. (laughs) This is the episode where we first meet Steve. Yeah, I do love Steve, but I was thinking about it more. And one of the things I did want to talk to you guys about is like, would you actually be interested in Steve if he was <laughs> approaching you like this and you were resistant? Because like, from a viewer's perspective, like it's very cute, but maybe if it was happening, you'd be like, whoa, you're coming on so strong. I yeah. think if I slept with a bartender who had the voice of an animated <laughs> Long Island troll who showed up at my apartment after we slept together, I think I would be turned off. Um, but Steve is God. He's a great character. He's a great guy. Yeah. Here's the thing. This is like the first time I've ever watched the series and been like, wait, I'm really attracted to Steve right now. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Like I literally was like, oh my God. Like, I think I'm kind of like hot for Steve. (laughs) Was it the trendy the speckles that he had in his face those like rimless harry potter glasses i don't know if he was i think i think i think it was him being cheeky with miranda at the bar when she got off the phone with carrie and she's in like a sour mood and he's being like um steve please steve (laughs) all right so pass the wine Please. All right. So let's back up for a second and do a quick (laughs) recap of the episode because this episode is so worthy of like getting really, really into. Yeah. Um, We are again, season two, episode eight. And the plot of this episode um, involves Carrie, Miranda, and um, 
Oh my God. Samantha, there's no Charlotte plot this episode. Carrie is infatuated with Mr. Big. They are in like a complete love bubble. And she is just so enamored by Mr. Big. And she asks him this big favor, which isn't that much of a big of a favor. It's not a big meet. favor. It's not a big favor to get closer to her friends. So throughout this episode, the girls kind of wrestle with, you know, do men change? Has Big changed? And in the end, Big ends up showing up when he meets the girls for drinks and proving either Charlotte right that, you know, men can change these urban myths. Um, in this episode, Samantha dates an older man. She's who's much, much older. And she's kind of infatuated by his money, his old weight charms, and then is completely turned off when she sees his saggy old 75-year-old ass walking away from her after while they're about to have sex. And then Miranda in this episode, this is the quintessential Miranda episode. Also, um, this is the Donald Trump cameo. Yes, we have a the Donald in it. Um, he's been referenced a, a before in um, Sex and the Series. They clearly were really infatuated with him. Um, this is Miranda's episode. She meets Steve. She gets blown off by Carrie with, with a great line. I love when she's in the bar. And she meets the bartender, Steve. This is why Erica's here, because she is such a fan. <laughs> so I think we should first get right into just the Steve and Miranda plot lines. I think that's the best one. Erica, what um, are your initial thoughts of this episode? Yeah, gut, gut reaction of the episode. I love the episode because I think it introduces a cool plot line for Miranda, which is to like soften up a little bit and to open up because she's like been building this shell. And I think it's just like, it has to crack at this point. And I think it's cute to see that happen with Steve, who's like so earnest and like genuine. Um, Mm -hmm. But yeah, I think... Um, what you were saying earlier with uh, the the moment at the bar, um, something like happens with Miranda. She's like so cute and like very um, like cheeky all of a sudden, and I think that's like really fun to watch such a ser- serious character transform in that way. Please. Please what? I'll have another glass of wine, please. Um, are you allowed to talk to me like that? Yeah, I think I am. Enjoy. Thank you. Steve. Thank you, Steve. Look, that's really very cute, but I'm not really in the mood. Not really in the mood, Steve. And you know what's... um, Yeah, no, you go. Well, okay, so this episode came at the perfect time, like, to rewatch this episode, (laughs) because I was talking on the phone the other day, um, actually, Sarah, to our friend Katie, I was talking to her on the phone about her dating experiences, and she told me about this term that I've never heard before, and I wish I had heard before, because it explains so many of my experiences dating in the past. Have you heard of the term love bombing? No. Love bomb. Well. Tell me, what is this? As a Miranda and watching Miranda, you know, experience Steve's um, advances, if you will. 
I can understand why she was being like cautious and reserved and on guard because I'm sure she felt like he was love bombing her, which means I was told it's like when a guy in the beginning like like is into you and then shows so much interest that it's like constant pouring of like affection or like what are you doing let's hang out like you know almost like so much love and it kind of like fucks with your head because as soon as you're like oh my god this person likes me this is great and as soon as you like reciprocate they're like i'm out i'm out i'm out bye and i think we've all experienced that and like i i definitely have it's made me like so like jaded in the past or currently actually which is like I, I like Miranda was, I have felt in the past, like, yeah, 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 yeah. You say all this shit. You say that you really like me and that you want to go on a date with me, but okay. Uh-huh. We'll see. You know, it feels like a love bomb. I completely related to this episode. There's this part, you know, where they have sex. She's kind of brushes him off. She, he ends up meeting at the bar and you can see he's trying, he's interested, but like Erica said, her guard is so up and she's just assuming like, you're like every other guy, you just want to fuck me. You just want to sleep with me. I'm an easy lay. And it's kind of a reflection maybe of how she feels of herself at that time of maybe how she thinks men see her as not someone who's chosen, not someone who's the girl who they're going to date and love. She feels like men are not only interested in having sex with her. And I definitely felt that. And I think particularly dating in a big city, you feel that because sometimes you are that sometimes it is just hookup culture. And it's really difficult to differentiate between a man who's interested and a man who you think has like alternative motives, ulterior motives, or who just wants to sleep with you. So I think there's a reason why Miranda has her guard up because I know for a long time, I absolutely did. Yeah. And it was just, you don't want to get hurt. What do you think, Erica? I think there's like, there's a reason, but I think it's like perpetuating a horrible pattern. Like she's, it's impossible to get out of if you keep thinking like that. Um, Yeah. Yeah. And like, that's one of the things that definitely struck me about the episode too, just that she's, she's like putting her projection of how she thinks all men will behave onto this guy who's like not deserving of, prejudgment and like yeah it's it's nice to see it go a different way at the end of the episode but it could have easily in real life have just disappeared yeah and I I think that it's interesting how they did it in this episode that it was such a cinematic ending they're kissing in the rain maybe I do believe (laughs) and and I'm on the sofa like I get so into it I'm like yeah like cheering (laughs) I do this like giddy I'm so excited because it's like that fairy tale ending and in the episode they talk about that like fairy tales don't exist the whole theme in this episode of these urban legends these myths that they don't happen and there was this like great line at the end that um as carrie does the voiceover and she says um uh, let me pull this up. I think it's the ending line. From that night on, promiscuous women everywhere would tell the tale of the one night stand that turned into a relationship. And it's just, I think that is an urban myth of like one night stands that turn into relationships. Or maybe they're the exception and not the rule, but maybe that's what urban myths are. I don't think so. Okay. Yeah, I don't think that. Uh, yeah, I actually, so I had a roommate when I was in Brooklyn and her friend who lived across the street, like her 
husband or like like literally they met at like someone's birthday party at a bar and they had sex that night and then they were now they're married like i've heard that so many times the one night stand thing i have never i thought it was an urban myth no i think um i think that I think it's probably maybe it's rare. I don't know, but I, I have heard heard it a bunch. Where there's just that initial like attraction and click. Um, the thing that I found really great about this episode, first of all, I love this episode. I'm excited to give my rating, my Manolo Blahnik rating. Um, <laughs> I'm like familiar with all your systems. I can't wait for like those moments to come up. <laughs> yeah, I um I felt like i'm like i felt like miranda like when she was like "Uh uh-huh okay because i've been told by so many guys in the past like wow you're jaded and i'm like really no shit like you (laughs) you're so scary (laughs) you've made me this way men have made me this way good job for recognizing it and so um you know, I love when Steve is like, why do you hate men? And he's like, I'm not, I don't know who you've dated in the past, but I'm not like that. Like, and I really, I, that, that felt, that's why it was like, really like, I don't know. I was like attracted to Steve for the first time in a while, like ever where I was yeah. like, damn, like, he's pretty, <laughs> like ever, <laughs> which is like, he is like really trying to like, get to her and reach to her and right. and and, sh- and like prove to her that like he he doesn't want to just like dip out you know yeah and he like sees through her bullshit he's like yes. this is clearly not about me he can like determine that on his own she didn't have to like say anything which is attractive that he like got to that level on his own I think he described her as like, he's like, yeah, real pissa. <laughs> right. <laughs> like he was like kind of charmed by her defenses. And I think that right. was nice. <laughs> I just, I love when, um, you know, like he's being cheeky with her at the bar and then it shoots to them having sex. And I was like, damn, like I kind of, wow, like I'm really attracted. And they're having sex. They have that like physical chemistry. You can tell. And when he's leaving, yes. she's just like, kind of like putting lotion on her hands. She's like, okay. Nice fuck. Bye. <laughs> Bye. Thanks for the sex. Great <laughs> Thanks for the sex. So I was thinking, like, if you flipped this and, like, a guy did this to you, there's no fucking way you'd ever <laughs> want to see him again. You'd be, like, completely humiliated. Um, <laughs> like, he plays – she plays so hard to get. There's, like <laughs> – I know. No chance. And like he's just undeterred. She's so cruel to him. <laughs> she's like, I'm into you. I want you. Like I the the, 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 part, the part that was like kind of horrifying that he continued to like pursue her was when she gave him the wrong time for the bar. Oh yeah. <laughs> and he was like, When are you really meeting? Nine? And he like looks at her like, You got me, tricky girl. <laughs> I was like, What? Also and some guy was doing that to me. How he like rang her doorbell and was like, "It's me, it's Steve," like from down- <laughs> <laughs> from downstairs, and it's like that is like stalker level in twenty twenty one. Yeah, it was endearing at this yeah. time. <laughs> oh man, but I I really really rooted for Miranda this episode, and there was this scene, and this gets to one of our carry trackers. 
I don't need professional help. I've got you guys. Yeah, for about another 10 minutes. Miranda's at the bar. She's sitting there waiting with a glass of wine. And we've all had this where <laughs> a friend has ditched us. And care and Miranda like is so worried for her. And Carrie ended up like, well, didn't you get my message on your phone? And Miranda's like, no, I just, you know, I didn't get it. And so then Carrie acts like, oh, well, I got this. You know, he got veal. And then Miranda has her <laughs> Miranda-ism of the episode. <laughs> where it's like, um, what is it? You, you blew me off food. for a piece of politically incorrect meat? It feels good to be sarcastic. That is exactly it. And Carrie is just so... Like, oh my god like can i can someone put miranda on the phone <laughs> and like uh, almost offended that she was called out but I, if i was miranda i would have been pissed well yeah i would have been pissed that's my carrie trucker too because carrie's like well he wanted to make me dinner okay <laughs> <laughs> he wants to cook for me and then miranda is just like saying how she feels and carrie's like i really can't get into this right now <laughs> <laughs> Can right. you imagine if a friend did that to you? Like, chill out. Just relax. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's that's the subtext. Like, chill, okay? Chill out. Um, and then, yeah, just so for, for that scene to happen, and then she's so funny because she's in a bad mood at the bar. She's like, oh, another glass, you know, another glass or whatever. And then they get into this banter, and he, like, calls her out. And I love it. I do like when I see characters call out shitty behavior. And I also think that Miranda's character, like, she needs a guy with backbone, but she also needs a guy with backbone who's, like, at the same time soft and has a sense of humor. You know what I mean? And and I think that – I think Steve is the perfect man. <laughs> Erica, why do you think Steve is the perfect man? For Miranda? <laughs> no, you just said – via text the other day like he or like he is the perfect man um yeah good question i think i mean i i do think he's cute on his own but i do think it's more their relationship yeah that i love mm -hmm. um and what he's able to bring out in her um that i find really cute um and like uh, just he's a different uh breed from the other people yes. we, we see on the show like totally. he's he's like got a heart and a soul he yeah. he like cares for people in a way yeah. that like you just don't like a lot of the other people are like kind of surface like richard and, <laughs> and that and that sexy voice of his my gosh <laughs> i mean deny the voice i don't know what it is <laughs> or where it's from but it's beautiful yeah. <laughs> it's beautiful and it's so him and I just love it and I I love that she's like a little bit taller than him too um and... I'm someone who you know I'm dating somebody who's a little bit shorter than me and I like I don't know for some reason when I saw them kissing at the end I like I love seeing mixed height couples that's just kind of like my own little in, yeah. my little niche interest in the show love that. and I just think I think he thinks that she's beautiful and she looked beautiful in this episode she really really did they they like did yeah. her good this episode I was actually going to say that, too. I feel like this is maybe one of the first episodes that she's looked, like, amazing. Yeah. yeah. And she's such a beautiful woman, so, like, that yeah. should have been happening before, but... Yeah. And I gave love... her that awful hair, and... I love when they're at the, the 
the restaurant or the bar denial is what it's called, <laughs> which, <Amazing. laughs> which is like kind of the motif of the episode, I guess. Would you say, Sarah? Myths, Greeks, primitive Greeks, mythology. That afternoon, I got to thinking about myths and relationships, heroes, boyfriends, Cyclopses denial. Denial. <laughs> denial. Yeah. They're at club denial. And um, basically, um, I love that like Steve was there with the girls. He was like great with them. He went and like he he brought over like all their cosmos and like you know, he was being like such a cute guy. And like <sighs> I love yeah. that scene. I love seeing men be good to their girlfriends' oh, girlfriends. I love it. It love is it. there is nothing better. Well, first off, I just like kind, like nice yeah. people. And someone who's gonna treat your friends really well yeah. and who's just gonna be nice, bring drinks over. Like there yeah. is nothing more attractive in a man yeah. like kind of takes the rain, is nice to your girlfriends. It's that was I very attractive. I feel like I don't know. I think it- mm-hmm. Yeah, I think it's that too, like that that that's attractive, like him showing up, like he just met her. They're like all waiting with bated breath for Big to show up who really should have been there. But like he's just so available and like yes. willing. Yes. He's emotionally available and like yeah, and it's such an interesting <laughs> It's Erica's laughing at me. It's such an interesting dichotomy. It's like, you know, here they are waiting for like Mr. Big, you know, the big shot, the rich guy who, you know, everything's on his time and and here's Steve and he is great and like, you know, doesn't he's not intimidated. He's not nervous. He's not stressed. He's there having a good time and like treating her friends right and like that's that's a chill guy and I thought <laughs> I thought what was like a great kind of like um writing was when you know uh Steve comes with the drinks and he says he, he says something like it's good to be like friends you know with a bartender a bar and a bartender yeah and then uh Miranda kind of re- retorts back like something kind of flippant like what did she say like and a good fuck like, and if you want to have Good sex, fuck one, something like that. Yeah, and the girls... It was cruel. It was cruel, and he kind of looked down, like, kind of embarrassed, or, like, kind of, like, hurt. Like, and the girls were just kind of like, uh, that was... (laughs) Even Carrie was like, oh, I wouldn't say that. Yeah, yeah, and Charlotte was like, ooh, that wasn't nice. I do love how they, like, won't even take her side on this. They're just (laughs) like, you're being a shithead, obviously. Yeah, and then they, and then he walks away, and she goes, the gods are punishing me for having casual (laughs) sex. It's like the myth theme creeping back up. (laughs) Yeah. Vomiting back. So, Gilly, you said one thing. You said one thing that maybe um, you're right about like the big. They're sitting there waiting for big. And that reminds me of a lot of times in which I got my hopes up and Mm -hmm. I waited for guys and I waited and I was so excited to be disappointed. But that feeling of excitement and waiting and not knowing was really attractive to me like I liked that I liked not knowing and I liked not knowing where someone stood that gets really fucking old and with Steve like you knew you knew he was interested because he said it you knew he was interested because he showed it and you realize like those are the men you should be dating men who show you tell you and you don't have to guess and I, it took me a very long time to learn that that's what dating should be like. Not like, ooh, does he? Does he not? Is this going to work? Is it not? Will he show up? Like that's fucking exhausting. And it's not good. 
And that reminds me, Sarah, of when your mom was on the podcast and preaching kind of about dating and like even dating, like giving you advice in college, which is like, <laughs> yeah, like, why did we want the drama? Like, you know, like, <laughs> he's the good one. He's the good guy that you want. Who's at the library at 8 a.m. He's the one. <laughs> he did say that. <laughs> 8 a.m. Yeah. He's the one who's there with your friends and. You know, and the thing that's funny is like, I don't know, there was it. Uh, OK, so when when Big w- said to Carrie, you know, they're at his apartment and he says, you know, do you mind if I don't go? Oh, that felt like a dagger into my heart. Like yeah, I could feel that in the pit of my stomach, which is, oh, my God, when you when you're <laughs> so excited for something and like someone does that and it's such a buzzkill and it. And it, oh God, and and you feel almost sick. And then, especially when you've put in this effort to get ready and feel, you feel confident and you look good, you know, you look good and you're, you're so excited for this night. That's kind of been in, maybe built up in your head, but you know, it's kind of culminating into like maybe a life event. And it's, he, he has to say, do you mind if I don't go? And I felt, I felt so for her bad. In that yes, and she looked fantastic in that bronze, like shimmery dress. Um, excuse me, Greek goddess dress. I think that's what Great. the Hello. designers were going for. Yeah, <laughs> and I felt really bad for Carrie in that moment. And I, um, that's that for me was like, it's interesting to watch because like that's not the guy you go for. Like that's no. not acceptable behavior in the gilly book of dating like that is no. just absolutely unacceptable it's it's like do you mind if i don't go like do you mind if i hit you in the head with my shoe like <laughs> like I'll, I'll kill you if you don't go you know <laughs> i think it's not that big of a deal that he said do you mind if i don't go i think like what makes me upset is that he's like so obtuse that he couldn't even see that that like really hurt her mm-hmm. I couldn't mm-hmm. even say like, oh, this really matters. Okay, I'll go. Right. And like, well, well, I mean, I guess he does realize that later, but in well, retrospect, brings- I don't know. It, it was obvious that she was upset. Dakota and I have a very like open policy with friends. If you really don't want to go with, go to something, like there is never like I'm forcing you or dragging you to come. But if it was my, the first time, like really hanging out with friends and he canceled or didn't want to go, that would have been such a red flag. Such a red flag. I, I, I like, don't you, aren't you excited to meet my friends? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And also, I don't know what, what, like, he's at, like, what they're accomplishing when they do that. It's like, I don't know. Like, maybe I'm a bit of a ball buster. I'll, I'll admit it. But like, that looks, <laughs> that looks bad on you. And I'm not going to let you get away with that behavior. And like, I don't know. I just thought that was like, does he not realize that that looks bad on him? But I think Carrie's the type that will keep kind of fawning after him and he knows it, you know? But the friends too, they're like not, they're like applauding him. Yeah. I don't think it's, it's a mistake in their eyes. Why do you think so? Okay. So we're, they're at the bar and you know, you know, uh, Steve pulls Miranda aside and, you know, he says, why do you hate men so much? And he's saying that he likes her and she just doesn't believe it. And she kind of just like 
blows him off and you know she goes back to the table with the girls and you you know she she's upset her face is red you can tell that maybe she's like on the verge of tears and um you know they're like where's pig like shouldn't he be here by now and miranda like completely projects onto carrie's situation and is like i knew it big's not coming like see i told you like men are all xyz and then uh it shoots to charlotte being like there he is in this <laughs> most ridiculous slow motion like dolly zoom effect that was like lord of the rings style like slow-mo cascading down the stairs hey whoa boy it's really coming down out there you remember my friends of course i do hello ladies hello seeing big show up for me like that shook miranda's lack of belief system to the very core excuse me obviously that made Carrie happy that made Charlotte happy because it validated her kind of belief system. And it also, um, really contradicted, um, Miranda's notions and expectations of, of men, like what she thinks men are. And I love that. Um, I love that that is when she quote unquote left denial. You know what I mean? <laughs> and she ran out of the bar and then like went to kiss Steve in the pouring rain. Oh, so punny. One of it, a complete cinematic moment in the series that doesn't usually give the viewers that it gave you this very Hollywood ending. So I do start. like that the, I do like, I'm curious who wrote and directed this because it, it was an interesting directing style because it just, I was not expecting that to happen in that episode, but I thought it was super fun. And yeah. Really cute and I was rooting for them both. And um, I want to get onto Samantha's plot line because it's really funny, but real quick, like, you know, there was something I'd never noticed in this episode and I noticed it because we've been focusing more on big lately and he said something in this episode I've never noticed. And, you know, Carrie's kind of like beating around the bush and like, you know, trying to be like, oh, you want to get dinner with my friends? Like, do you want to like meet my friends? And, you know, she's being kind of weird about it. And I love that he says to her point blank, Carrie, what is it that you need? And he, I thought that was like such great, writing and it kind of like was just snuck in there which is I know that we don't really give big that much credit all the time but that was like him actually trying to um kind of like almost like distill the situation and just be like like kind of like cut to the chase like what what do you need from me I have a huge request I want you to know my friends better I know your friends fine Charlotte is the brunette Miranda is the redhead, and Samantha is trouble. <laughs> okay, then, I want them to know you better. They've never really spent time with you, and you're so funny and cute. Carrie, what is it you need? I want us all to have dinner Saturday night at Denial. I don't know. I just thought that was interesting. Um, I... I agree. And I, I think there was a, there was a part in the episode, you know, when she goes up to him and she's so disappointed and I was watching it with Dakota and he's like, 
why didn't she just say like, yo, you, you need to come. Like, I want you to come right now, like put on the exactly. clothes and we're going to go to the bar. And she just kind of like shrinks away. So she has a really hard time saying what she wants. And that I relate to more in mm. my like twenties. I related to mm. that. Just like being so mm-hmm. afraid of saying what you wanted because you're afraid you're not going to get it or you're going to be rejected or embarrassed or like shamed because you know, she wanted to tell him like, get fucking dressed and go. But she was just so like, she hides in herself. Well, it shows their power dynamic because I think that's, um, I was just going to say, I, I think that's relatable too. Um, I thought the line from big was like a little rude. Um, because I thought she was being fairly direct. Like, I think she said, like, I want you to know my friends better. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't think she gave like a direct suggestion about, mm-hmm how that would look, but Mm. it didn't seem that abstract. Mm. And I thought like it was a little bit condescending to hear from him. Can you, so what is it you want? I don't know. I, it didn't hit me the right way. Like I, I felt similarly there. I almost heard exhaustion or exasperation in it. Like, what do you need? Right. Like, yes. Right. You're being like a typical, I don't know, whatever woman you're not, you're not, um, you're not being straightforward, even though I think she was. I don't know. I think she was too. So I think by asking people, what do you need? What can I give you? That is like a healthy partnership and like relationship skill. The way he said it, and maybe this is me like reading into tone, but I was like, I don't like your tone when you said that. It right. felt a little bit like impatient. Oh, that's interesting. Right. Yeah, I guess I interpreted it a little differently. I just, I find the power dynamics very interesting with Carrie and her relationships on this show because big kind of holds the power, but she lets him, you know, like that could have been like, you know what? Fuck you. Or like, okay. So, you know, she could have challenged him and, but instead she kind of recoiled and was like, me, me, me. But with Aiden, she wouldn't be like that with Aiden. I I feel like she, I think Aiden was a good enough guy. She didn't need to be. Well, that's also true. But um, yeah. she also was kind of bossed him around and like made fun of his house up in um, freaking <laughs> Suffer, New Jersey. <laughs> and oh God, uh, I can't wait to get. To that I can't one. wait. But also with the Russian, remember, like the Russian held so much of that power, and um, when he, and she maybe had the same, more so, yeah, more so because she wanted him to meet her friends, and he also had a situation and um. Yeah, I don't know. I just thought that was interesting. Um, This is very random. (laughs) But, okay, at the start of the episode, they, um, you know, they're at the Italian restaurant and Carrie's narrating and says they're at Carmen and Mulberry Street. But actually, that's the restaurant that I saw Chris Noth at. It's called Da Marino on 49th between Broadway and 8th in the theater district. And that's the one that he, I think, has like an apartment above, like... And um, because it had like all the same like frescoes and stuff in the background. And so, um, yeah, that was like a really like funny thing that I noticed. I don't know. I just wanted to point it out because we talked about that in the other episode or like two episodes ago. Oh, I I love little fun facts in an episode. Okay, I did have a a thought on that um, scene. And I do have a pet peeve of like people who don't speak Italian, who exaggerate speaking Italian in an Italian restaurant. And this is, this is like, this is the thing. I'm going to have so a bad. fettuccine, a pedo. You know, like, so 
totally. kind of obnoxious in that, in that, and she, she was, was so charming. So yeah. Like, oh, the, are you a gangster? He's like, I'm not a gangster. Just like, <laughs> <laughs> so oh, good. good. Yeah. Um, yeah. So Samantha, let's go through Samantha's plot line. I mean, I feel like there wasn't really much with Charlotte this episode, right? Aside from her just wanting to believe in like no plot. Um, no plot with Charlotte. It's aside from her wanting to believe that like people could like randomly fall in love, you know, after a one night stand or that men can change. Right. Um, mm-hmm. With Samantha, that was, <laughs> I love when the guy comes up to her and he's like, <laughs> can I buy you an Island? <laughs> <laughs> And she's like, I don't know, can you? <laughs> I, I love Samantha's response. What would you say to that is what I wanted to ask you. All right. My 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 first my, my response to that was I, I don't fucking know. But I, I think a better question a better question is how old would you date? And there's gotta be a limit. What's your age ceiling with men? Fifty? Factor in millions and millions of dollars. Fifty? How old would you date? And that's my question for Erica. How old, Erica, how old would you date? I mean, definitely younger than Samantha. (laughs) I really haven't thought it through. I don't know, probably 50. But I'm not excited about the number. (laughs) (laughs) I think I would do for, honestly, 40 or 45. Like, really not that much older. No, I would go up to 50, too, because, like, look at Johnny Depp and Brad Pitt. <laughs> they, like, still look great, you know? They have adult children. Like, Whatever. <laughs> I'm always fascinated by big age differences in relationships. Like, I just don't know how that works. And, like, I, there's this trend on TikTok or maybe Instagram where it's really young women who are like, I met the eight man, oh, the yeah. man of my dreams. He was 75. And I was like, you have family issues <laughs> you need to see a therapist because that's inappropriate also, <laughs> that like- guy samantha's guy was not 72 i'm sorry that was like an 82 year old right right yeah like like and isn't you know, harrison ford 72 like i would date harrison ford <laughs> i know and like i'm not an ageist and i and i'm not someone who like thinks that if you're old, you're not sexual, because I think there are attractive sexual older people. I just think, and maybe for Samantha, she doesn't give a shit. This is fine for Samantha. I'm thinking just like you in a relationship and what you want. I don't know how somebody like 20 or 30 years older can give you that. Maybe 40 years old. I don't know. It just seems too much. I don't know. All right. I like it. I want to (laughs) hear. I think it's an interesting dynamic. I don't know like how broad I would want that gap to be but like it's cool to be close to someone in like a very different phase of life and like I don't know there's something though I think is less savory like being talked down to Mm, that might mm, be something you run into totally I 
I, I met a man once and I was at um, one of our, the, the guests who came on Greece, her family goes to this, um, this club and this like union club or something. And it was this kind of fancy party. And this man asked for my number because we were talking. I, I was being friendly. I honestly thought he was like lost and lonely. And then I realized like, oh, he thinks we're flirting. Like <laughs> he thinks we're flirting. And so when I gave him my number, it wasn't because it was like a sexual thing. I thought it was like a, an older man like friend thing and mentor mentorship <laughs> <laughs> and then he called me not even text i don't think he text he well. called me and wanted to, and asked me on a date he sent you a fax he called me and this man was like 75 that's classy wait how old was this man 75 75 he was old Shut up. Oh you my God. That's back. Old. He's into you. I, I mean, <laughs> he had grandchildren. <laughs> I was, and the, the fact when he called me and then I was putting it together, I was like, oh my God. Like, he, we completely misread that. Like, I had no one to talk to. I didn't know anyone there. Here's this friendly old man. I just would, it would never even be in the realm of what I would think would be possible. <laughs> um, I thought I was being friendly, but no. Are you sure he wasn't trying to set you up with like a son of his or something? <laughs> well, why would I go? Why did he ask me to have to dinner? <laughs> to vet me? It's um, like, oh, yeah, an interview. <laughs> it was honestly the easiest thing to turn down because I thought it was so absurd. You know, it, it was just. Wait, like, wait, wait. How did you turn this one down on the phone? <laughs> It was on the phone and I just said, no, I don't think so. I'm just not interested. And it was so easy. And I have a really hard time saying no to people, but this was like so fucking outlandish that I was like, no. No, no for me. It just rolled off the tongue. <laughs> oh man. So, but I, I thought it was really funny in this episode when he's giving her the jewelry and oh it's God. just so absurd. And he, she's like, oh, oh God. Yeah, I am. Um... <laughs> the worst acting ever. Well, I thought it was funny because, like, that was, like, the, my ancient scroll of the episode. Because I'm like, do do men even do that anymore? Like, I feel like the, <laughs> the farthest men will go to buying jewelry is, like, getting you a charm bracelet off of, like, Pandora's box. <laughs> okay, are, are, are you talking about, like... <laughs> like, I don't... Men don't give jewelry, do they? I, I, I think they do. I think they do. Like do that? Like jewelry. real jewelry? But, well... I don't know. This man was buying property from Donald Trump. He's in a different stratosphere <laughs> of what I'm used to. But the idea, like, I don't know what, what those rich people are doing. <laughs> uh, but it was just the, I, I love how Samantha described it as like, he had old moves that he saw, in, she saw in movies and he like kind of danced with her with like cocktails and like just oh, yeah. kind of just super cheesy. I like the dynamic too with the the maid because it reminds me of one of my other favorite episodes um yes, I, know which one. I don't with this other she was uh, so man, the, the asian right. like servant kind of. right right and she's like you dirty cock a sucking whore i'll always remember that it won't leave me Laura, we've watched this episode so many times together. It was so good. Because you knew the maid was just like, 
<laughs> like had the stuff ready for her to go. Like once you see that saggy ass, right, like, right, and the door bumps her in the in the butt. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah, my god, I love it. So good. Oh my god. <sighs> oh man. Um, I absolutely loved this episode. Me there too. were a ton of different things, like a lot of like Mirandaisms, Carrie Trackers. Mm -hmm. Um, I I thought this really developed Miranda's character a lot, and you know the. It's, I was actually reading the episode descriptions and they don't stay together for that long in season two. Not to mm -hmm. like, you know, spoiler alert, but I'm assuming anyone who listens already seen it. Like they don't really get a full relationship and it's mm -hmm. too bad because this, it starts off on such a hopeful, hopeful note with them. Yeah. Well, we know what happens. They end up, you know. Um, What was I going to say? Oh, I was going to say that, um, Wait, can I tell you one uh, yeah. thing that I, that, okay, so, you know how, how awful Carrie is at history, like, talking about <laughs> fucking Ellis Island and restaurant openings and, like, the Indians, so there was one line that she said this episode that I, like, paused and was like, did she just say this? She's like, the, the primitive Greeks clung desperately to right. to explain the random hopelessness of their miserable lives. And it's just like, and the best part is, is that she's typing this and there's this like Cherokee-esque wooden flute instrument in the background. And she like looks off and like licks her lips and ponders. And it's just... Yeah, and like why are the Greeks miserable? Like they're... Enjoying life. <laughs> Everything I've read. Drinking wine and the primitive Greeks. Right. What the hell? Advanced civilization. Crazy. I mean, Greek mythology is like an important text that's studied and, and like you know, there's like historians about it. And she's like they clung to these myths. <laughs> <laughs> Zeus and Hera. <laughs> She's like dot dot dot. Well, people believe anything to date. I was like, how did you connect like Greek mythology to that? It's so bad. Leave it to Carrie, though. Yeah, I know. Like the worst historian in history. Honestly, um, we should create an, a separate Instagram account that we actually post on. That it's like Carrie's <laughs> history lessons. Right. <laughs> okay, wait. That's amazing because there's a lot of references, and I'm like. I don't think you understand this point in time. And, and it's okay that you don't, but you don't need to reference it in your sex column. Age <laughs> six. Uh, oh, yeah. Well, okay, fashion. Oh, my God, she's fashion roadkill. Ooh, you know what? I'm going to give a shout out for the first time, or maybe the second, Miranda. I loved her outfit at the end, that blue tucked in. Um, I thought she looked beautiful. And I liked her at the bar and maybe it was like the wine glass alone in a bar, but it made me feel just like with it. And then there was this another scene where she's on the sofa in the morning with coffee and the paper and yeah. just her whole vibe, this episode, just like I, I felt it and it felt very relatable. Totally. Not really fashion, but just vibe. Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, Erica, um, we're going to put you in charge of the Manolo Blahnik rating this week. I have my rating. I had a religious experience at Manolo Blahnik. Wait, can you tell me how many shoes you usually <laughs> are choosing from? Five pairs of Manolo Blahniks. Five, so if you my do pairs the math, or five total 
Five pairs. Five times two is ten shoes. All right. I give this eight shoes. Eight shoes. Eight shoes out of ten. You gave it a A four. four. Sorry. Yeah. That's good, right? Wow. That's high for you guys. All right. Gilly, do you want to say your rating at the same time? Okay. Ready? One. One. Two. Two. Three. I'm giving it a five. Four point five. I'm giving it a five. This is my first five of the podcast. I love this episode. I'm probably going to rewatch it again tonight. I think it's perfect Sex in the City. 4.5 for me. I do. So we got a four, 4.5 and five. <laughs> it's the highest rate episode so far. And I think selfishly it's because it's a great Miranda episode and she gets yeah. to So how could we not yeah. rate that like absolutely highly? Um <laughs> Erica, thank you so much for coming on. Anyway, yeah. I have a question. Sure. Are you a, are you a Miranda? Are you a, a Steve? Are you a Charlotte? Are you a who are you on the series? Um, I feel like I've been different people at different points, but <laughs> I I think of myself as a Miranda, but like I do have Carrie traits. We all do. We all do. That really hurt to admit, but <laughs> I must deal with them. On my own. Um, but yeah, I mean, that's that's part of why I like the show. Because you have to confront that disgusting side of yourself. Wait, can I ask you guys something? Yeah, of course. I've been meaning to do this the whole time. Um, so I know you have your, like, Carrie Tracker, your Miranda-ism, your Samantha Zinger. But yeah. I wondered if you have a Charlotte thing. Yeah, we do. That's not just the weird sex scene. No, no, no. Or is it that? It's the Charlotte, like, every time she um thinks she's met the one. Okay. All right. That's pretty good. I thought I thought you didn't. <laughs> so I was going to propose one. Tell us. Well, it's similar. It's, like, Charlotte's hopeless romantic moment, which is, like, the same shit. Yeah. You know what, though? But I think that's more specific. And I think we're going to, from now on, Erica, you have started it. Charlotte's hopeless romantic charter uh, tracker. I do like it. All right, thank you. Because we can get more specific. Like in this episode, she believes that people could have one night stands and then fall in love. I guess. Or right when she's like talking about the fairy tale, she's like, "My friend, Amanda's friend. Yeah, it it happened in the rain. (laughs) Yeah, 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 yeah. Wait, oh my god, I just." What a beautiful writing thing. Remember they said, it's always in the rain. And then yes. at the end, there's the right. rain. Yes, yes. Right. Oh, I love it. I'm, I'm just just connecting this. It's a big fat bow at the end. Yeah, I like that about this episode. I'm a happy ending kind of gal. Me too. Samantha and Miranda were kind of hardballing Carrie, though. Because Charlotte was like, oh, Big and Carrie have changed. And they're like, really? Huh? Oh, really? Okay, prove it. <laughs> <laughs> Gary's <laughs> so, like I, I, I don't know it's a feeling and they're like oh really <laughs> oh my god I know I thought that was great and any yeah this was a great episode this is why I gave it a five and next week we have episode nine um oh fuck old dogs new tricks I think, I think so I think it's old dogs new tricks well that was it folks uh thanks for coming on Erica <laughs> loved it thank you <laughs> <laughs> All right.